Hey Lars, hi, this is Renee with Meadow and Meadow. How are you doing today? I'm doing all good. Fantastic. So for those tuning in, I'm talking to Lars, the vocalist of the band White Void. I appreciate your time. Hey, no problem. So I guess it's going to be pretty exciting week coming up uh, this coming week uh, on the 12th because you got your new album called Anti coming out. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's always like this, you know, it's, um, it, it's such a long time from when you start working with an album to the point where it's actually out there and people can, can listen to it. So, uh, yeah, it's a culmination of, of many years of work. So we're really excited. Yeah. So how, how long has you been actually working on this one? Well, it's, it's been sort of a weird process. It's been like bits and pieces, uh, uh, it, it kind of started all the way back in, in 2017 because um, I'm, I'm also in other bands. Uh, there's one band called Solefold uh, and a band called the Borknagar. Um, and I write music for those two bands too. And I, I found out that um, I had quite a few songs written that didn't really fit into to any of those categories of music, uh, you know, that we do with, uh, with Borknagar and Solefold. Uh, so that was when I sort of started writing more in the style that would become um, the style of White Void. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, I've, I've written like bits and pieces here and there from, from 2017 and, and up to 2019, I guess. And we recorded most of the album in 2019 and a bit in, in 2020 as well. So it's been kind of a long road. Yeah. Yeah, and, and speaking, you, you did mention, I'm familiar with Morknagar, and yes, this is very, very different compared to that. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's good to have different outlets for, for different parts of your, um, let's call it musicality. I've, I've always been really preoccupied with a lot of different music. I, I love music, and I've been listening to, to uh, all kinds of metal uh, my whole life, but I've also been listening to pop music and new wave and jazz and electronic music. And, um, you know, sometimes you feel like writing a black metal song. Uh, sometimes you want to write something a bit more, uh, yeah, let's call it pink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess this is, you know, a benefit for yourself as a musician because this just blends into adding more to what you're able to do well yeah you know it's it's really nice to to have the possibility of doing different things because uh, you learn from the stuff that you do and i find that myself that when i work with uh with things in the black round of the scale that makes me think of of things i can do in you know the pink round of the scale uh, and vice versa there's something to having those contrasts on the way that you work music you, you just learn what works in different ways and, and you learn stuff that you can use on the other stuff that um you're working with as well so uh yeah it, it's really beneficial to to have you know, the possibility to do uh, a lot of different music, uh, like in parallel. Right. And, and that's got to be a nice feeling because they're, they're, I'm sure there's a bunch of other musicians that don't have that luxury to where they they feel they can branch out to different genres. Yeah, I guess uh, if I was in Marduk, I probably wouldn't have the, the luxury of being <laughs> able to white void. So, right. <laughs> no, but I think... <clears throat> Um, the metal environment is uh, pretty open-minded, I think. 
I just I mean just see how how many you know uh, people that are that are into black metal that are also into like synth wave. Um, you have the crossover stuff with like Perturbator and and um, uh, Dan Terminus and all, all of these uh, bands connected to blood music. Um, so so um, I think just about anyone in the metal environment, if they you know if, if they wanted to and and if they had the talent for it, they they could do different stuff as well. Um, uh, and a lot of people do too. I mean, uh, Morten from from Mayhem, he does electronic music as well. And yeah, so I think it's easier to do that now than it was like back when I started releasing things, like in '95. Uh, then there would be, you know, more commotion with like a black metal musician coming out and doing like '70s occult hard rock with. Uh, like eighties synthwave melodies, right? A new wave, brother. Yeah, and 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 also, I guess technology has a lot to do with that now because before it wasn't that easy to record, and now you can have a studio at home. Yeah, uh, and that's one of the reasons why we could actually do this in the middle of a pandemic. You know, because yeah. uh, uh, well. One of the things that happened was we, we we recorded most of this album before the pandemic really hit, but we were supposed to go on a pretty extensive US and, and Canada tour with uh, Borknagar last year. Um, that was supposed to start the seventh, no, the nineteenth of March. Oh my gosh! <laughs> just when it shut down, so about a week after, yeah, uh, it shut down. So uh, luckily, uh, I mean we we didn't go over there i mean it, it was just in time yeah but that made it possible for us to, to sort of dive into um the white void production i had time to do that then yeah. uh, and also it meant that even though uh i mean we had uh we had the whole lockdown and quarantine system from the get-go so we couldn't meet the whole band uh, but we could still, you know, work on on uh, the rest of the recording, um, um, you know, each in our own home studios. And just like 10, 12 years ago, couldn't have done that. So, yeah, technology has helped us immensely. And, and if we didn't have that technology, then this album would probably come out, you know, at Christmas. At <laughs> right. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, is there a reason that y'all decided to um, go with the title of Anti? Yes, there's a reason for everything I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's Anti is connected to uh, the concept of the album. So uh, I, I can I can answer this in two ways. Do, do you want the, the short and sweet answer or, or do you want the full one? <laughs> Whichever you feel comfortable with. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm up for either one. Uh, I'll, I'll try and do a, a semi-short one. Yeah. Um, okay, so the album is about uh, a philosophical direction called absurdism. Um, and absurdism is um, one of the philosophies that tries to tackle uh, what we call the problem of the absurd. And the problem of the absurd is the distance between what we need as human beings when it comes to sense and direction in life 
and what the universe serves us when it comes to sense and direction, which is nothing. You know, there's a, there's a discrepancy between what we need as humans and what the universe serves us. And that creates what they call the problem of the absurd. And you have uh, several different philosophies that start with that point. You have uh, nihilism uh, with Nietzsche and you have existentialism and Jean-Paul Sartre and, and Kierkegaard. And you also have uh, Albert Camus and his absurdism. They, they all try to tackle this problem. Uh, and while Nietzsche says, well, you can't tackle it and nothing matters, um, uh, Camus says, well, you can't come around the fact that, that existence is absurd, but you kind of have a choice uh, when it comes to what, we do, what you do with that realization. Because it sounds terrible, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, <clears throat> so those are like the, the flip side of, of, of the coin, so to speak, uh, when, when you tackle this problem. So, anti is an interesting word um, when it comes to, uh, you know, the duality of it. The, the same way that, you know, this problem of this absurd can be, can be handled in different ways and seen in different ways. Because anti as a prefix... Um, doesn't really carry any meaning until you put it together with something, right? Yeah. So anti, you can put something positive after anti and anti becomes a negative. You, you can put something negative after anti and anti becomes a positive. So we use anti just as a gateway into that way of thinking, you know? You, you, you have something and it might sound negative, but it's really just what you make of it. It's how you use it. Uh, so that's the connection between the uh, title of the album and the concept of the album. It's, it's, it has a title um, because the word, you know, has a function that, that's sort of resem uh, resembling the, the function we're talking about in a philosophical sense. Yeah. Now, that's yeah. an interesting approach to come with an album, you know, dealing a little bit more philosophical ideas to where not only is, you know, a fan being able to get excellent music, but just the thought behind it and and what they may be able to grasp from this is going to be quite a bit and something for them to ponder on for a while. Yeah, but, you know, um, I've been touring a lot, uh, with uh, especially with Borknagar the last, well, 20-some years. Uh, and touring, you meet a lot of people, you meet a lot of fans, you meet a lot of metalheads. And I can honestly say that I think most metal bands underestimate their audience. Because um, metalheads are intelligent people. I mean, I've met so many people throughout the years um, that are scholars, that have university degrees, uh, that have PhDs. Uh, and when I sat down and start, started working with, you know, the conceptual side of, of White Void, I wanted to make sure that um, if people want to dig into the lyric and into the concept, uh, there should be stuff that they can find there. You know, they, they should find actual substance. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm fine with everyone just listening to the music, uh, grabbing a beer, uh, singing along to the chorus. I mean, that's fine. We, we all enjoy music in, in different ways, but uh, at least if you want to dig, that there's stuff that you can, um, that you can find. Yeah. 
And and now that the the album is is written and it's finally done, do you feel that you were able to capture that musically and lyrically? You know, the concept from the idea to putting it out, you know, finalized. Yeah, I'm really pleased with how that came about because uh, I mean, all, all the pieces of the puzzle just they just fit very nicely in the end. From from uh, the, the cover cover art uh, uh, through how uh, the designers solve things having to do with the lyrics in the, in the cover because um, because I mean the lyrics are written in a special way so so they did a thing with color coding and yeah the, a lot of fun things happening there uh, and also the connection between the lyrics and. Um, and the actual music, because I think that the way that the lyrics and the concept works is um, you don't have to know philosophy. You don't have to dive into philosophy in order to to relate to at least parts of, of each lyric. Uh, I mean, philosophy is just, I mean, it, philosophy always sounds like huge and complicated, uh, but philosophy is really just us thinking about and trying to find out what we are and why we are here yeah. right so i mean on the surface that's that's the basis of the lyrics that that's what the lyrics about you know why am i here uh, where am i supposed to go uh, how do i how do i handle um the fact that there's no you know apparent um direction uh, that I'm sent, you know, to walk. We, we, we all pick our own, you know, direction in, in everything we do because uh, existence in itself doesn't really give us a pointer. So, yeah. so I know, that's relatable, I think, for most people. Yeah. I know for <clears throat> most musicians, you know, when they have a new album, they're like, yes, they're all my favorites because they're all my babies. They're all your creation. <laughs> is, is there any particular songs or, or lyrics that you put in this album that, you know, may stand stand out a little bit more than the others for you. Uh, yeah, you know, it's 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 like you say, it's like picking who's your favorite kid. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, I think to me, uh, where you go, you bring nothing. Um, has a special place, both when it comes to the lyrics and when it comes to the music. I mean, that's um, that's one of the calmer songs on the album. Um, and it carries a lot of emotion with it. Uh, and there, there's something about um, giving yourself that space, you know, go, going into that place and, and opening up and showing that to the world. Just, I mean, for me as a person, but also as as a musician. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm really glad that we made that work the way that it worked. And uh, also it's... Um, I really like the way it's connected, uh, you know, the music is connected to the lyrics because I think that um, the music carries the same sentiment as uh, the lyrics do and they complement each other in a way that, that I'm really pleased with. So if I'm going to pick one, I, I guess that's the one. Yeah. Now, you know, just just as I look at the, you know, I'm still digging into it and I'm still, you know, even just the titles of the songs, I feel like it's, you know, like if I would pick up a, like a poetry book, you know, because you got titles like, you know, this, the apocalypse is for you, <laughs> the fucking violence of love and your new single, the the shovel and the cross. I mean, that, that just reminds me of, you know, when I used to read like stuff on philosophy or, 
or, or mm-hmm. poetic, you know, you know, poetry and stuff. And is it was that intentional? Also, I'm assuming coming up with that. Yes, and I, I'm really glad that you feel that way because uh, one of the things I set out to do when when I uh, wrote the titles and I, I decided the titles was I wanted each and every title to give you. Um, a, a feeling, you know, uh, not just an idea. Uh, I, I wanted to have, you know, enough words combined to make you get, you know, a, a bit more information, a bit more feeling of what what can I expect from this, you know? Because yeah. uh, I, I always found that uh, when as titles go, um, some titles are, are usually really short, you know, um, and it's hard to get an idea uh, of, of what you're going to get if you just see a song called, uh, I don't know, Death Above or something, you yeah. know. Um, but but if you uh, if you actually use a sentence, if if you if you make like a statement, if you just put a bit more into it, uh, it gets a bit more intriguing. I I love literature. I read a lot. I also read a lot of of, of poetry. Uh, I mean, my favorite poet is is uh, American Emily Dickinson. Mm-hmm. Um, and what what a poet does is they they. Um, they they shorten everything. I mean, they they distill language, but still, they they make these combinations of words that carry a lot of meaning. Um, and uh, I've tried to do some of the same uh, things that that uh, the good poets do. So, if I succeed or not, well, uh, that's up to uh, <laughs> everyone else to judge. But right. yeah. I, I'm, Try to do things a bit differently. Yeah, yeah, th- this is differently. And as you were telling me that, I, uh, and I, um, a lot of bands will just, you're right, the title will just be, you know, one, two, maybe three words, but putting it in this way really stands out. And, and like I said, I mean, I could imagine myself going to like a antique bookstore and if I saw titles, like I could see, visualize these titles being titles of, of poems. Mm-hmm. That's oh, great to hear. <laughs> <laughs> now, other other interesting or neat thing that y'all had out you the new single and video for the shovel and the cross. Uh, it, interesting graphics the way you did it to where you know you're kind of falling to pieces. Uh, how did that idea come up for that? Well, um, I um, I work as my, my day my day job is as a film director. Uh, so I'm really used to conceptualizing, you yeah. know, um, and even though that what I usually do is, is, um, I do a lot of commercials and, and like commercial stuff. I used to be in TV and then I moved up uh, to advertising. Uh, but you, you, I mean, no matter what you do when you're working with moving pictures, you, you work conceptualizing. So I wanted for, for that one, I wanted, um, a video that sort of depicted, you know, um, or, or captured in a visual way what I'm singing about. Yeah. And uh, what I'm singing about is, you know, that the point where you realize that um, you actually exist against your own will. You had no say in, you know, being uh, being thrown into existence. 
that's um, that's something that happens to you, you know, without without your consent. Right. And then maybe you like being here, and that's fine. But there's something about that point. That's why the whole thing starts with um, I am here against my goddamn will. Yeah. You know. Um, and and that's also a starting point to to how you think about this absurdism because that's also absurd, you know, just being born, just springing into existence and not knowing what to do. Um, and what happens philosophically when you go down that road and you and you you realize that and then you pick it apart and then you start building up again is you sort of break down, you break yourself down first and then you kind of start putting the pieces together again. So this song, this lyric was about the breaking down part. So I sat down with uh, a guy that I work a lot with who's a motion graphic um, designer and animator. And I said, uh, hey, I, I really would like uh, to make a video uh, where a lot of it is just my face uh, falling to pieces. And he's going like, yeah, um, uh, that's complicated. And I go, yeah, but, you know, complicated is good. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we sat down and discussed a few things. And then we found out, okay, it has to be a combination of uh special effects makeup uh and motion graphics uh and he has a friend uh who's a special effect makeup artist uh who's uh been working a lot uh, with uh hollywood i mean she she did the three last harry potter movies and she's done a lot of different stuff she's, she, so she knows all the different techniques oh yeah and we brought her in and she, you know, we experimented with her to find the, the right makeup that would fall, you know, apart. And then we did the chroma green paint underneath. Yeah. Um, and then uh, my motion graphic magician did, did the rest afterwards. But yeah, it just started with me sitting down with these people saying, how can we make my face, you know, fall apart? Yeah. It's amazing what, what people can do when they come together. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Especially if they have someone that kind of pushes them in the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is that is that is interesting to know that. I mean, and it's very different compared to, I mean, recent. A lot of other bands are just like, okay, we're just gonna play in a room, or we're just gonna play in uh, a warehouse or whatever. You know that. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I I. Uh, I've always been preoccupied with the visual side of things. I mean, that's my job. So, uh, I mean, the first video shows the band playing, but that's uh, in in kind of a different setting also with the motion graphic 3D animated stuff. Yeah. The reason why would you uh, chose to have the band, you know, visually playing the first video is we're a new band. Yeah. We're in the middle of a pandemic, so we can't tour. Um, it's probably a good idea to, to, you know, show people the band so that they know we're people and that we exist. There, there's something like, um, uh, psychologically that, that makes you sort of connect with the band more if you, if you kind of see them and, and have an idea of who they are. So we did that one as the first one. And then the second one was a fully animated, uh, one, a 3d animated one. Um, this apocalypse is for you. And then. The last one is like a combination of the two, you could say. Yeah. Now, has 
does all the band members kind of live in maybe in the same area till you've been able to get together and play these songs live? <clears throat> no. Uh, that's the problem. I mean, b because of the pandemic, yeah. we uh, well, Norway, you can't have have concerts um, at all. We've been at a full lockdown now again for about four months. Wow. Um, uh, and prior to that, uh, they tried some places where you could have fifty people in the audience. Mm -hmm. If the, if the chair or if the room was big enough and the chairs couldn't be moved like stuff like that but yeah we have um two band members live in in christian sand in the very south of norway uh and me and the guitarist will live in oslo uh and there's like 35 kilometers between so it's a bit of a drive and you're not allowed to travel distances within the country because of COVID. So, yeah. Yeah. but we, we, we will play live for sure. Uh, um, I mean, we started the vaccination program here as well, finally. Okay. So hopefully by, by the summer, things are going to be, you know, good enough internally here so that we can travel and we can properly rehearse. Yeah. Cause we, we we um we did sign to a booking agency, so we're working on um you know both festivals and a tour, hopefully for next year. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, well, I think it'll start to clear up once this vaccine starts to roll out and more more people. But unfortunately, yeah. I I I'm I'm kind of disappointed, and and I understand it. Uh, just a couple of days ago, Download Festival already canceled. Yeah, you know, that's that's gonna be uh hopefully. You know, I understand the the safety part of it, but hopefully everybody doesn't just like okay, yeah, all of twenty twenty one is done. <laughs> yeah, well, the problem is that uh, I mean things can be okay, uh, like where the festival is, uh, but we we don't know when things are going to be okay, like globally. Right. And these festivals, I mean, they need to have bands come. You know, they yeah. need to have bands fly over. If you have a festival in in England, you need to have bands over from Norway and from France and probably from the states as well, right? Yeah. So and until they have like a better grasp of of when you know the global pandemic situation, at least in the Western world, uh, is at a point where um, the bands can actually travel, the bands can actually come to uh, you know Poland without going into quarantine for ten days. Right. Then, uh, it's it's easier to uh, to say yeah we'll do it but yeah that, that I mean the insecurity and everything that, that there's so much money at stake as well because if if you go for a festival and then two days before you can't you can't do it then you're going bankrupt right say if you say like two months uh, before that okay we're postponing to next year you're still going to use money. Uh, that you won't get anything back for, but right. you're not going to go bankrupt, right? So yeah, I kind of understand it. Yeah, but it's really you know it's terrible. We uh, with Borknagar, we had like uh, sixty gigs lined up for last year. Yeah, and ended up playing zero. Um, most of those sixty gigs were moved to this year. Uh, still have haven't played anything. Uh, US tour was cancelled for a second time. Uh, all festivals are cancelled up until July, I guess, as it is now. And right. I don't have high hopes for July either, to be honest. Yeah. 
So, yeah. <laughs> it's a rough time. It is, it is what it is. You know, it's the same everywhere and it's the same for everyone. So, so there's no need to complain, I guess. But, right. Yeah. But at least, you know, as a fan, we still have musicians like yourself putting out music. So we have something to to kind of hold us over and give us at least a little bit of light. Yeah, and I guess, you know, bands don't go, don't go on tour, so what do you do? You you either drink or you make music. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty glad I chose to make music. There you go. Or, or no. some do both. <laughs> leave, leave the drinking for, for the touring. <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know, other than, than working, uh, how else have you been able to stay productive and, and be positive during this time? I mean... Uh, doing something for decades like touring and all of a sudden you're like nope can't do that uh, yeah well, I'm, I'm lucky to have um I, I have a day job that i really like as well you know uh i i work for an advertising agency um and i do conceptualization i do strategies uh and i make films um so there's a lot of things that i've been able to do that doesn't you know put me in 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 uh covid situations yeah so uh, i've i've worked throughout uh, the whole pandemic you know working normal days but mostly from home uh so just being able to work that's um you know that's a good start of of not being you know <laughs> depressed by oh, for sure uh, a pandemic fucking up tours and stuff right and, uh, also i had kids and uh you know, kids make you forget about all that's bad in, in the world and, and makes you just enjoy life and time together. So, uh, yeah, yeah the, it's uh, in that respect, life has been kind to me uh, also during the, the COVID situation. And the extra time that I've gotten from, from not touring and not playing live, I put into producing a new album, writing new music. I mean, I already wrote the next White Void album. So, wow. <laughs> that's, that's already just lying there waiting to be recorded. <laughs> <laughs> so there's you've been plenty busy then. Yeah, uh, I mean, keep busy. It's, it's yeah. good. I like busy. Yeah, and and that's one of those things that I guess I mean for for myself I can I can say this because you know I'm not a musician or anything like that. But the the thing that I've heard from other musicians is you just have to keep going forward regardless, and whether if it's making music or doing something creative, you. You can't say stagnant and then and, and just brood over it. It's just not going to make anything better for yourself. No, I mean nothing. Nothing positive comes from sitting down, you know, moping, feeling bad about yourself. You know, yeah. Just pick yourself up, move on. If if you can't do what you plan to do, find something else to do instead. Yeah. So gotta keep going. So you know, besides picking, we work. We're gonna kind of getting close to our end here besides of course picking up this new album whether if it's you know adding it to stream sharing it with folks uh what else can they do to support the band right now um well i think the best thing you can do is just listen to the music if you like it buy a physical copy you know um uh, that's the same for all musicians. Um, uh, the Spotify's and, and uh, the Apple Music's and the Deezer's and uh, I mean it's it's great from a com consumer standpoint because you get um, you get all the music you want to 
to to listen to but uh artists we don't make money from that right it's simple as that i mean even even the biggest uh you know pop stars don't really make a whole lot right uh, from streaming so if you like it buy a physical copy that's uh, that's the best thing you can do right yeah exactly yeah especially you know because i i know that when you go on tour that's where the majority of your money comes from is is the merchandise yeah. and now that you can't do that yes buying a physical copy online buying the vinyls anything like that to support yeah uh but i mean um uh, main thing is uh, just listen to the music if you like it it's not like if you like it you should go and buy a vinyl i mean yeah. you don't have If you don't listen to vinyls, if you don't have physical copies, just continue listening to it, you know, on Spotify. And, you know, um, I'm also happy that people will listen to us on on Spotify. But if you want to help us financially, go go buy a copy. (laughs) Yeah, very cool. So, Lars, before we end our last question here, is there anything else that you would like to promote or any parting words before we finish up? Um, I would just like uh, everyone to to give us a chance and check check us out. You know, um, we're a new band, so uh, everyone who uh, wants to listen to us that's uh, that's a victory for us. You know, get getting things started, uh, and also um, I have to say to to the American fans of uh, Borknagar that we are working uh, on the third try to get. <laughs> <laughs> the US tour going good <laughs> I mean uh, the, the, we're still working on that and I really hope that we can come back to uh, to the US uh, uh, next year yeah. uh, so fingers crossed that yeah. I can actually see you guys next yeah. year if not then the next year something's gotta happen yeah, for sure <laughs> gotta come back I haven't, I haven't been there since um, Maryland Death Fest in oh my gosh. Uh, 2019 that must have been Wow, it's a little bit. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll see what happens, and we'll wish wish for the best. <laughs> yes, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lars, again, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it, and I I, I really like the insight that you gave me. It, it gives me something to to mull over, and of course, you know that album that you have. I, I'm enjoying it, and and it's something to revisit over and over again. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for taking uh, the time to uh, to have a chat with me. Of course. You have a great day and the rest of the week. Uh, you too. Thanks. Bye. Bye.